Thank you for calling to Pozzuan Associates Insurance Services. Please hold while we connect you to a representative. All calls may be recorded for quality and assurance purposes. Good afternoon, DNA Insurance. I'm going to speak to Alex, please. Who am I speaking with? Uh, it's Joey Jingola. Joey. And you said your last name, I'm sorry? Jingola. All right. One moment, please. Thank you. Dopazo and Associates Insurance Services appreciates your call. Please stay on the Mr. Jingola. Alex, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing all right, buddy. This is insurance in your own words from the people who are living and breathing it every day and are struggling to figure out where this industry is going and what they need to do to stay ahead. Hosted by me, Joey Jingola. Let's get into it. And it says a lot about the way that we're going to communicate and, and whether that communication is going to be effective. You know, that's, a, that's an example of a place where we started kind of like cutting away. Two years after um, we started getting SEO leads in, we moved from a storefront into an office building. We don't want people walking in the door at all. If we can avoid it, we will. You know, we found that those folks who were walking in just weren't profitable. Well, you said the P word. Let's see what happens now. That's my good buddy Alex DePazzo of DePazzo and Associates down in beautiful Miami, Florida. And there's there's quite a bit to get into there in just that one little tiny clip, and we're going to kind of spread that out here. But, I mean, really, all right, they weren't profitable. I know, we, I, know I feel like I talk about it a lot, and maybe you're sick of hearing me talk about it, but, man, it's just so important, right? Like, it's just so important. And and some people, it's the only way they make decisions. Other people, you know, they maybe understand that they're okay with a loss leader bringing somebody through the door and they have a strategy to move them to something else. Um, it's interesting. It always comes back to the whole idea that as long as you know how you're going to get at your business and what you're going to do with it when you have it, as long as you have those two questions answered, I don't know that there is necessarily a wrong answer as long as you're aware, right? But, you know, they're making tough decisions based on profitability. And in this case, Alex and his dad and his agency, it's it's all about profitability. And I guess I just, it is refreshing to hear, you know, Alex being kind of no nonsense about it. And even the bigger thing is the decisions that have to come with kind of prioritizing that. And you know, we talk about whether you whether you know how you get your business or you not or, or whether you don't know how you get your business. So much of, of uh, so much of those decisions are, are predicated on, well, we have always done it this way. There's no way we could possibly consider doing that. You know, I mean, our 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 business has operated here for X amount of years. There's no way we could do, like so much of our business is supported because of these things. These are general, maybe assumptions, maybe, maybe not so much, you know, founded in truth. It's kind of hard to, to step back and say, well, do we really need to do that? And, and when you hear Alex say something as dramatic of well, we were at a, at a retail place and now we moved to an office building and we would like to do everything we possibly can to make sure that people don't come and see us like we don't want them to do that and 
That's such a dramatic shift in, and obviously probably the way that they started doing business to where the way that they want to do it now. But it's not just about the profitability, right? It's not whether it's profitable or not. I mean, that's definitely one big gigantic indicator. That is definitely one big you know, kind of decision that needs to be made of, of well, you know, how much of non-profitable business can we lead with versus you know, how focused do we want to be of making sure that, that might be our main or only priority. It's just saying, listen, man, we just sometimes we just we just can't do that anymore. They're not bad people. And, and that's obviously not true in every case. Um, I still have plenty of customers that were a walk-in uh, from back then. But on average, they were, weren't very good. They didn't quite understand how we wanted them to do business and how we could both effectively uh, do business. And so we, we started to cut that out. So there's so much in there, right? There's so much in there. Just again, these tiny little clips, they're, they're effectively cutting it out, right? They just, they had to get rid of it. And, you know, going all the way back to the first clip, you know, talking about, you know, hey, that's going to dictate and, you know, uh, the way that they're going to communicate with us moving forward. Uh, it's going to help us understand what Alex just said, the way that we want to do business and the way that we maybe would be able to do business together. These are decisions that aren't a negotiation, although sometimes we treat them like one as if there's another party that has kind of a say in the matter and it's not really up to anybody else. I mean, you know, they're not the ones that ultimately have to pay the bills, that have to keep the lights on, that have to keep the doors open. So, yeah, you want to service a specific group of people, but there's nothing that says that you have to service those people, right? That's not, you know, again, Alex and his family are, are putting together kind of a set of guidelines, but they're also having the courage to back those, those guidelines up, right? They noticed that the people that were walking through their door were just not profitable and they were, it wasn't even, it just, it went maybe beyond saying, well, we're not going to encourage people to walk in. It wasn't kind of this tippy toe kind of one foot in the water, one foot out sort of thing. It wasn't this half baked. We're just not going to encourage this behavior anymore type of situation. It was, well, we're just going to move the whole thing somewhere else. So it can't actually happen anymore. And it's that kind of dedication to making those tough decisions, to focusing on what's important that I do think, you know, maybe we get too caught up in the, again, the building has been here forever. We've, we've done business here forever. Uh, people that walk through this door have supported us forever. And those might be true statements to some degree, but you have to ask yourself what type of support, what does that look like from a dollars and cents from a, profit and loss from you know, other fancy terms, right? We get, we get emotionally invested in the things that may or may not be needed to drive the business forward. And I, I guess, you know, I don't even know that I was necessarily really all that kind of taken back by what Alex said. And this conversation is actually uh, coming up on being, I think, a year old, uh, pretty much almost to the day. I think it was like July 19th of last year that I actually called Alex up to talk with him. Uh, and, and I don't, I don't, I don't know that I remember thinking that, you know, but the more kind of, I, you know, we kind of have this conversation. I think this is probably, uh, you know, at least the fifth or sixth, I don't know. It feels like podcast that, that focuses on this, but it's just so important. It's, I feel like I am, you know, there's a couple dead horses hanging around me. I'm just kind of taking turns, you know, beating both of them or however many we got. I don't know. But 
you know, the, as long as the horse is dead and as long as it's not, you know, kind of being paid attention to, I feel like it needs beaten, you know, every so often. Why not? Right. It, uh, it can't be overstated. The fact uh, of, of, uh, of just finding the the ability, the courage to make that tough decision, and again, it's not just it's not just kind of you know dipping your toe in it. It's it's fully committing, and and not not being nostalgic with what has worked, what you know might be working. It's what is actually working, and 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 do and make business decisions to support that because if you're not working on it, nobody else certainly is. Um, as we started uh, seeing the different types of leads we can get on the internet, we realized which ones we were better at because we were better equipped from a market perspective. We were better equipped from a communications perspective with our carriers. We had better relationships with those particular types of companies or types of businesses, so on and so forth. You know, we said, okay, we'll no longer focus on, say, general liability as a whole. You know, hey, we have a great program where we can, quote, bind and, and issue a policy for a janitorial contractor in 15 minutes. Let's work on that. Forget that general liability. I want that janitorial contract situation thing that's happening. And I don't even really know. I'm just not a commercial guy. But Alex, I mean, yeah, so that's that's a lot of good stuff, right? And it gets me excited on a lot of different levels because rethinking, again, the idea of what needs to be worked on. And it's developing those relationships all the way down the line. It's not just making, again, those decisions. It's saying, well, let's work on that thing that we can do in 15 minutes, and maybe there's something there. As Alex kind of sees how specific they can get, and we're definitely going to talk about this in uh, a couple uh, future episodes, I would imagine, with Alex, and even just specifically how kind of drilled down he got with it and the type of leads that you know, he's able to drive as a result, the volume that he's seeing. And, 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 you know, even in some cases, you know, the type of accounts and the size of the accounts that, you know, have, have come from, from such efforts. And that's, that's, that's kind of the idea that, you know, if, if once you kind of get the hang of it and, and this, I think, I think first, just, we just want to pump the brakes here just real quick. This isn't to say that you have to do, you have to be an agency that doesn't have people walk through your door, right? It's, you can just like at what point you know do you set up and actually kind of back up the way that you think that you want to run your agency based on the the, the tangible results outside of the feelings and the the just the assumptions that have been made and if and if it is and if and if the people that walk through your door you know make it profitable if 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 they they check a box if they fill a need if it if it's something that works then then lean into that right then make it Make it be like the coolest freaking place to walk into, much like my buddy Seth Zaremba at Zinc Insurance. Uh, I mean, that's just obviously one of the coolest offices that comes to mind when it, when it, when it deals with insurance. You lean into it, right? Uh, make a decision that makes that always be true. You know, make a decision that's going to force you to, you know, hold your feet to the fire and say, oh, all right, this is how we're going to do business. This is how we're going to provide. Well, let's actually see if you can put your money where your mouth is. I never, that feels, of the cliche lines, that feels like the most cliche, but we're going with it. If you want to put your money where your mouth is and lean into it, right? So let's not just say that. And, and I think people, when we talk about, uh, you know, the whole, you know, kind of scaling up and, 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 and attracting business online, it's somehow, 
met with this. Well, that that means we're we're distancing ourselves. We're we're impersonal. We're not we're not doing things the way that they used to be done. This is really just about using the information and the ability to kind of target and scale in a way that allows you to lean into it, right? So uh, just just make it the most interesting place to walk into if youth if if people do need to walk into it. Don't just have you know. Um, you know, something that you painted in 1992 and haven't really touched since you're not quite sure if it's like a beige and off white or kind of a cream color that's happened over the years. And the, anyways, it's just make sure that it is cool. Right. And don't be afraid to, in this, in this case to say, well, listen, we see that we can, we can you know make these changes. We can be dedicated to the thing that is maybe not, you know, not what, popular opinion would dictate, but we're going to, again, really dive into the fact that it only takes 15 minutes to do this janitorial contract situation. And we want to know more about that because uh, we think we can get a lot of janitorial people to, to kind of find that. And we think we can do it kind of fast. And as long as we're getting the right kind of thing, we talk about this a lot, the niche, the qualifier, all that good stuff. We think that there's something here. And uh, I guess, to, to be able to ask you ask ask yourself that question of of what are we going to work on that supports those decisions that we've kind of made permanent that we've kind of you know basically tattooed on our agency for lack of a better term what is it about that that we can do to help support it to kind of make sure that you know what what kind of accountability can we put to it because the easier we make it to get out of we certainly will do everything that we can to do it or just allow it to just not happen. And it's just a whole big mess and who knows, but it's just refreshing when, you know, a change is made that supports the direction that the agency's going and says, listen, we're all behind you. Like we're hundred percent. We're all in because if we're not, then we're kind of screwed. And that's the only way that I think this whole thing kind of works is being honest about, you know, where you're at, what you're doing and what you're going to need to ultimately make it happen. Because otherwise it's just going to feel a little weird and awkward if you don't. Tell you one place that absolutely needs to be involved or part of some type of personality test. And it just really tells you a lot about the person you're dealing with. That is like returning something at a store. I feel like hands down, that has got to be uh, a true indicator of the type of person that you are. Because I'm just I'm at Kohl's uh, over the weekend returning an incredible shirt that just was really painted on. Uh, just I don't know what happened. I don't know what a men's medium like was supposed to be like, but it certainly was not feeling like one. It was it was embarrassing, and I needed to return it. And it was ordered online. Don't get me started. And, I'm returning this, and I got a guy in front of me, and he's got like a, just a handful of stuff. That's just first of all, there's a whole lot of problems. There's probably more things to deal with there if you've got that many returns. But anyways, you know, when somebody walks up and they start pleading their case as if they they're just they're in dire need of some sort of justification for the fact that they have no idea how to buy a pair of pants, or in this case, multiple pants and maybe a few polo shirts. I don't understand. Uh, I just, that's information I want to know uh, before I get involved with somebody. It is, it's just a good indicator. Personality, maybe decision-making is also involved in this as well. Um, it's like, listen, man, like I just, certain things, you know, a certain age that people generally know about themselves, this, pant sizes, being one of them. 
uh, and the fact that they feel like they need to plead a case in some capacity and be going to this whole spiel. I'm just curious what a return person has to deal with on a daily basis. Just the, just the absolute outlandish nonsense that is spewn at them on kind of a consistent basis. I don't know. I'm curious. What are you like? What is your situation like? Then let's not even get started about the whole, like, if you don't have the receipt and then Walmart or somebody asks you for your driver's license, it's just like you feel like there's going to be some sort of like limit that you hit because you've returned too many things without a receipt. And like all of a sudden somebody's going to come knocking on your door. Like it just, it's just an, un, it's just a ridiculous, unnecessary level of anxiety. I feel that that is placed upon me, the consumer. Your thoughts. How are you? I mean, do you think you'd hold up to the, uh, Merchandise return test. I don't really know because it's like a thing. JoeyAgencyNation.com. Let me know. I'd be curious to hear your thoughts on on your ability to buy pants and how well you think you are at it. Uh, otherwise, if you need help adjusting the pant size, the size of your agent, I don't know. Uh, head on over to AgencyNation.com to uh, grab the newsletter. Uh, hang out with me Sunday mornings. Hang out with Ryan. Most weeks when he gets excited about stuff, I think that's fun. And uh, it's a good time. So if that's where you want to be, that's where a lot of cool people are. AgencyNation.com slash newsletter.